Hey, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. I bet you're wondering why I'm talking like this. It's because this is how Adrian Brody delivers every single line in this movie. Because in honor of the new movie, The Predator, coming out, we're talking about when it was pluralized with Predators. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. I refuse to dance today because it's too intense. I've never once in my life refused to dance. Never. Never. What if I did the entire podcast like this? That would be your loss, I think. It's a question of, am I doing Adrian Brody in this or Christian Bale as Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy? You, no one knows which movie we're doing yet. Or so. Will Arnett in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Or just like I took a shot of whiskey and lost my voice. I can't think of a single other example, so... Yeah! That's Steve Book. Please just start the movie. Hey, everybody! We are back! And we are talking Predators. The 2005 sequel reboot. Or 2010. It just feels like a 2005 movie. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we wanted to do this movie because uh, Josh and Steve already did Predator. And I believe... Did we do Predator 2 or was that... No. Oh, oh. I always feel like I'm bringing up an X on here. Uh, like, oh, that no. was another one. Oh. No. no, we ben. didn't. Ben, you should remember every movie. Who are you texting? <laughs> so anyway. oh, you, oh, you have to work late today, Ben? <laughs> yeah, no, <we're... laughs> anyway, sure. so we've already covered Predator 2. Uh, Alien versus Predator. You have a second apartment in Hollywood, Ben? <laughs> sure. All right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> so we decided Predators was the next logical step because AVP and AVP Requiem are are way more guilty than Pleasures. And Requiem uh, for a Dream is just a a mind trip. It's a mind trip. It's, it has nothing to do with either it of these things. It does not. Um, so we, talk, we decided to talk Predators mm-hmm. today, and I'm very excited about that. Um, oh, I do want to say I did. I did say I wanted to say this real quick. I want to plug a movie. It's not mine. I have nothing to do with it. I just saw it last night, and it's rad. Uh, it's it's not the movie rad. The movie itself is rad. <laughs> it's called Mandy, and it's with Nicolas Cage, and it was uh, produced by Legion M. They they're a fan based company that they have fans that are investors in their company, and then they make like badass movies that studios would never do. And Mandy is the best example of that. If you want to see a weird slow burn hallucinogenic acid trip that's a descent into revenge madness with Nicolas Cage in the craziest role I've seen him in yet, which says a lot. And there's a chainsaw, there's a biker gang that took bad LSD and think they're demons now. If this hasn't sold you, then you are watching the wrong show. <laughs> this is an extremely niche yes, pitch right now. but it's now. awesome. Yeah. And it's one night only tomorrow night in theaters. They're doing a meetup, uh, and you get a free Mandy pin. I saw it at Beyond Fest last night, but you can also get it on demand. I promise, that sounds like I'm plugging it because they're paying me, but they didn't even ask me to do this. I just love that movie yeah, so you much. Can, you can see it on demand, but you won't get the pin. You won't get you the won't, pin. You have to show up to get the pin. And you won't get the audience laughing hysterically as Nicolas Cage goes crazy in just tidy whities in a t-shirt chugging a bottle of vodka in one shot as he screams chugs screams chugs it's nuts hmm. it's full full on Nick Cage amazingness but like a good performance from Nick Cage I'm not talking like Wicker Man the bees I'm talking like good awesome crazy well, you're talking Cage. national treasure Nick Cage <laughs> yes, yes yes we yes. all understand anyways that's my 45 second pitch for Mandy if you do go see it let me know what you think or if you rent it on demand let me know and uh, make sure to tag Legion M 
in it because then they'll think I'm cool for shouting them out because they're they're good people. Anyway, so sure. let's talk about predators. All right, I like to yell everything today yeah, because I'm only on four hours of sleep because I was up till two a.m. at the Mandy screening. Oh wow! And I had to wake up at six fifty-five because my daughter woke up going dead up poop, dead up poop. Was she? Was she pointing out that you had pooped? Yes. Or was she... No. Oh, okay. That's her new thing. Whenever she poops, she likes to announce it. She, hey. That had poop. Anyways, that's weird She's information for our herself. audience. She is. So uh, I remember seeing this in 2010. I saw it in theaters. I believe I saw it with my buddy, Corey Ular, who's been on the show. Shout think, out to yeah. Corey Ular. Shout out Corey. Uh, remember when he was on here? And yeah. he was like, I was super terrified. But I f- And he watched it like the day after and was like... Hey, I didn't look stupid. <laughs> Thanks. I was like, of course you didn't. You're, yeah. You're a human. Well, and we're you, just talking. We're talking about a movie. Yes. Anyways. You'll, you'll be fine. Anyways, we make it look much easier than it is, yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> we'll. just, just ask our trolls. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, who gives a shit? Anyways, <laughs> Predators. I saw this in 2010 in theaters, the Corey Ular, and I remember loving it because I... Love the first two, and then AVP really let me down, and Alien vs. Predator Requiem, I think, was before this. And it was fun, but it was kind of cheeseball at the same time. Uh, and I remember loving this movie, and I've only seen it once until yesterday when I rewatched it. And um, I still love it. Uh, I think all the Predator stuff is awesome, and I think some of the human stuff is great. And I think <laughs> some of it is just like... There are all these characters that... Don't care about anything and are all predators, right? In their own right. I guess Spoiler. So. Yeah. And uh, so it makes it really hard to root for anyone in the film. Right. And uh, they dispatch all of them. And they, they try and make us sympathize with the worst of them, Walton Goggins' character. But we'll, we'll get to that. Sure. But for the most part, specifically the third act, I had a blast. And I, 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 any of the predator hounds that they send out were awesome. I do wish they explored a little bit more of the other aliens they dropped on the planet since there were like 40 other cages. I would have loved to have seen just a hunt with... So, hey, if you're listening, Fox or whoever the hell owns is now probably Disney. We're going to get a PG-13. Yeah, listen, if you make another Predator movie... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, this weekend. Oh, no. Ah, We'll see. I can't wait to see it this weekend. Uh, So, anyways, uh, that's my take on it now. I still really enjoyed it, but I definitely noticed its flaws more this time, and I was laughing a lot at adrian brody's character because yeah adrian brody his voice is badass but everything about him still says adrian brody like and he's a great actor i just think he's miscast in this i don't see him as this like i don't care i'm a mercenary action hero guy and every line that makes you to deliver like this it was it was certainly a strange choice both by the movie and by him (laughs) I, Alice Braga's great in it. Listen, the, the only female character in yeah. the entire movie. She's I always love her. She's awesome. Um, there's only one female predator in the world. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Um, but <laughs> Adrian Brody, in my opinion, is one of our greatest actors, and he doesn't seem to ever get to showcase it in a like in a major way. He's Ex- either yeah like, after the pianist, he kind of got. Now he's in like weird random straight. He tip. does weird things. He makes weird choices. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's him or the opportunities that he's given. But yeah. he's great in just about everything. This one, he was. Uh, he, it was like you said, sort of a strange. Have you choice. seen this yet? I have not. Have I you seen, seen any it. of the Predator movies? I have not. <clears throat> okay, you got to see the first one at least. That's the what I was first told. One. Get to the chopper! Come on, Arnold. Yeah. It's fantastic. I don't, I don't even want to spoil anything for you because well, it's so awesome. 
The first Predator is great. The second one is pretty rad, too, because Danny Glover is going after him, and it's like the Predator's murdering a whole bunch of street gangs and, like, hunting people in the New York street. I think it was New York or L.A. I can't remember now, but uh-huh. those two are awesome, but the first one's a classic. John McTiernan. Should right. we should we Tiernan. take a moment to investigate the fact that um, maybe the Predator is the hero of the movie? In this one, I think. Right. I, I definitely I definitely think Adrian Brody is the antagonist. Yeah. Because he gives zero Fs about anybody in this it's, movie. Okay. So I I actually really enjoyed yeah, this movie. Yeah, what's your what's your hot take on it? It I don't have a hot take. I really enjoyed it. Um in in a way that because like the the movie opens in a very disorienting way. Yeah. Um, both for us and for Adrian Brody. Um, he's just falling out of the sky. It's pretty rad. He doesn't realize what's going on, and then a bunch of other people have fallen out and of the sky. And the one dude shooting it and opening, he just splatters on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And two people are engaged in a fist fight, um, and it seems like they might have history, but they don't. Nope, just the one guy's a raving, racist, rapist lunatic. Yeah, so they're just fighting. Um <laughs> But, and the other guy's Mahershala Ali. Yeah. <laughs> like a really jacked Mahershala <laughs> yeah. Ali. Like yeah. Mahershala as soon as I saw Ali him, on, I was like, he's in this? On Muscle Milk. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> muscle Milk. Yeah. He, he was, I love that. Hey, this today's show, today's iron. episode of GMP is sponsored by Mandy and Muscle Milk. Three great flavors. I don't know if that's true. Chocolate's good. The strawberries are I have no idea. Um, so you enjoyed it. But. Yeah. It reminded me of like one of the Saw movies a little bit, where just like mm. all of a sudden we're in a room with a bunch of people who don't really know yeah, each other yeah, and yeah. are disoriented and yeah. trying to figure out what is going on and how to get out. And there really is nothing else to it besides mm. like, we got to get out of here. The biggest issue I had this time around is how long the characters don't, uh, how quickly they all accept their surroundings. To a degree. Yeah. And how, but then how long they take to actually uh, reveal anything about themselves. Like, when I don't know how many times Adrian Brody's like, we don't need to know. Or like, who cares? Right. I don't need to know about you. Blah, blah, blah. And, or he like sizes up everybody. Nobody even does an introduction. They're just thrown into this. I don't think anybody even gives them their names. Right. They're just like, all right, I guess we're all here. And I guess we're all friendly because we're humans. But they don't yet know if... They're being hunted by humans or aliens yet at all. So why do they trust each other immediately? And then the Yakuza dude legit has two lines in the entire film. I I mean, <laughs> I thought he was going to kill them. His introduction <laughs> is the weirdest, where we're just like following a group of them walking through the forest. And then all of a sudden he walks into frame following in behind a full them suit. and takes his shoes off. And I'm like, oh, is he... <laughs> Is he about to kill them? Because apparently he didn't want to get his dress shoes messed up, but he's willing to walk through the forest in barefoot. Did and didn't roll his pants up. Nope. He was he loves his shoes so so on his pants. I, just while we're talking about him, then I do yes. want to do the plot in under three minutes. The only interaction he has is with Topher Grace, which by the way, Topher Grace is in this movie. And I, I first wrote, Wow, this has a great cast, and then Topher Grace showed up. And then I was like, Oh, he's not so bad. And then he keeps being on screen, and I'm like, no. He's, his character's super annoying. It's, I don't think he's bad. I just think his character's annoying. In nothing, this movie. nothing dates a movie quite like having Topher Grace in it. It's it's really like I feel bad of an yeah. era. Yeah. He's he was such a big thing in that time, and like yeah. I like it put in the right position. Topher Grace yeah. is really funny. Yeah, but it's just really weird now that we're like maybe done with Topher Grace. I think did he just do a movie? Am I going uh, crazy? No. no, he did Black Klansman. 
Um, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I need neither to. have I, but he's in that. Um, but it, it's just been a while yeah. since I've seen Topher Grace. And, like, I think probably, like, five or six movies in this three-year span had Topher Grace in a prominent role. Yeah. Because they were just like Topher he, Grace. He was the James yeah, Franco. The he, was the, yeah. he was like the Tobey Maguire James Franco of that time. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's so funny how that happens. Very, very strange. And, like, for some reason, they separate, like, he's the only one with any levity. Um, and he's the only one who's not a mercenary of yeah. some sort. And then we find out his, we'll get to his twist. Yeah. Dumb but, as hell. But it, it's, it was just very odd the way they kept him separate and even like cast him separately, yeah. um, through the entire movie. I mean, no, his character makes no sense. Yeah. But the interaction with him and the Yakuza is, he's like, you don't talk much or something like that. And the Yakuza or no, he goes, oh, Yakuza. And he goes, um, he says, uh, I talk too much or something. And then he holds up his hands and he has two fingers that have been chopped off. Yeah. And then Topher Grace just goes, <laughs> and they both go like, <laughs> yeah. And then walk away. And it's like, it's as if he was like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to equate that to, but it's no. like the most casual interaction about having your fingers lopped off by your mob boss. Uh, and you are you're an underling to them, you know, and also a really <laughs> weird, Fingers reference to something that never comes up again and <laughs> never, never never came played. up prior. It was just like, oh, by the way, I got, I got eight fingers total. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, eight fingers are hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, you want to do the plot in under three minutes? I, w- I would like to try. Let's do it. Yeah. Ready? All right, guys. Here we go. In. Okay. Da-da-da. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Okay, so we start off with Adrian Brody going, uh, falling, free fall out of, out, out of the sky into this jungle. He his parachute, he's like, oh, God, God, and it, it automatically turns on via like a laser tag vest, and he has the world's toughest fall. You'd think he would be multiple bones broken, but he's fine. Yeah. And then another dude lands dead to him, and then there's uh, Alice Braga, and, and she's a uh, mercenary in some battle war thing. Then we get the uh, African death soldier, then we get uh, the Russian, and we get uh, Danny Trejo as uh, a cartel hitman. We we get Topher Grace as the resident nerdy guy, and uh, I think I'm forgetting. Yakuza dude shows up, but before that, um, who else am I forgetting? Um, God, there's somebody else. There's somebody else. I don't remember. I'll figure it out. You keep going. You go. Take uh, it over. Okay. Take it over. Uh, so then they're trying to figure out where they are. Oh, Walton Goggins, the raving racist. Yes. That's right. Yes, the prisoner. Yeah. Um, they try and figure out where they are. They're sort of exploring around the area. Um, I think first, do, before the dogs come first, they like see that they're on an alien planet, right? They come to a clearing and they see like I think so. a bunch of moons and planets and stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and then the dogs come chasing after them. Which is an awesome uh, sequence. Yeah. They sh- oh, oh, no, no, no. They they walk through the trap that uh, the dead guy had set, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a bunch of like spikes falling and a bunch of things falling and bear traps and all this stuff. That's a cool thing. And then too. they find the guy and they're like, "Oh, he set this trap," and they still were able to get him. And then the dogs come and they kill all the dogs. And then Adrian Brody's like, "They're trying to see how we'll react to this." Yeah. And then oh god. Uh, and then after that, ooh, uh, isn't that when Lawrence Fishburne? No, 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 no. no so th- they no. follow. So they follow them yeah. and they follow the dogs and they go back and basically Adrian Brody sets it up so that he's going to sacrifice one of them to figure out what they're fighting and Mahershal. Uh, Mahershala Ali, the best actor in the movie, gets killed immediately. Yeah. And then they figured out he's they're bigger than us, they're stronger than us, they use more advanced weapons, blah, 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 whatever. They get away from them. Then you think they're going to get attacked by another predator, and it ends up being Lawrence Fishburne. He survived. So he takes them back to his lair, and you think he's going to help them, but instead he lights a fire, and he's going to...
kill him so that they they suffocate and then he can steal all their belongings uh, because he doesn't want to have to feed him because he's talking to some imaginary friend that they never really explained. Yep. The predator shows up and kills Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, the, the they Russian, blow up the ship. The Russian, yeah, they, the Russian dude uh, blows up the one guy, the one predator, and then uh, Walton Goggins gets Mortal Kombat fatality. Go! Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, oh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne told him about the ship yeah. that could get them off the planet. So Adrian Brody's like, I'm going to go get that alien that was hung up at the camp. Yeah. I'm going to get him to take us off. So he goes, uh, Topher Grace gets in the bear trap and he's maimed. Um, Alex so, Rogers stays behind because everybody else has been killed off by this point. Yep, and then the predator comes to fight them. Adrian Brody sends the ship out and the ship blows up and we find out that he wasn't in it and he comes back to fight and then he realized that Topher Grace is actually a serial killer and so he kills Topher Grace. He stabs him in the neck and leaves him for dead and attaches grenades to him and blows up the one predator. The two predators fight, decapitates and he decapitates the predator and then they walk off and more parachutes are dropping. Woo! Alright, let's dig in. Let's dig in. No more time to waste. Okay. I love all these sound effects. Yeah, we're... You are going above and beyond. It's production heavy today. Mmm. I... I dig it. Thank can you, you Can you zoom in on the sound clip so my... my uh, yeah, yeah. 30-something 30, 30 eyes can see them? Stand by. Ben, ben was just like, I love all the work you're doing today. And then he demanded <laughs> something else of you. <laughs> I did. That was hey, unbelievable. you're doing a great job. Now quit messing up this what part it, of the job. What, what a flex by Ben. Don't mess it up. <laughs> what a flex by me. <laughs> um, I want to start. Yeah. We can go back to the beginning. I want to sure. start at the very, very, very end. Sure. Because Lawrence Fishburne, when he's talking to them, is like, yeah, I've been here for, for 10 hunts, 10 seasons, mm-hmm. 10 hunts. And they've been there presumably 36 hours. Yeah. And they're... And by the time they kill the predators, there are more people being dropped. So ten seasons, not ten hunts. Ten seasons. I think it's once all the. I think what happened was is since all the predators were killed, they send in they three more predators and they reset the hunt. Who is doing that? So in the, there's all kinds of extended lore. Okay, where like uh, these predators, like they established in this movie, that they're trying to hunt. They they want to be the universe or the galaxy's greatest weapons the greatest hunters so that's why in alien versus predator they were hunting the alien that's why they fought alien as far now if i'm messing this up correct me in the youtube comments because i'm i'm vaguely piecing together yeah it's it's okay i'm not an expert yeah like a little bit of context so basically the higher ups and what they establish in this movie for the first time is that there's two races of predators even where the one tied up is actually the original predator race from the first two movies and now there's like this evolved race with the really weird face. Yeah. Um, so they established that in this one. They established the hounds in this one too. So it just kind of furthers the mythos of of them being a hunting race of aliens. Right, That's right, right. It. And okay. that they, and that this planet is like their uh, what is that world's greatest game or what is that? I don't know that book that uh, most dangerous game. Ta- the, Tale of Two it? Cities. Yeah, Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. Most dangerous mm-hmm. game where the rich people hunt yes. uh, poor people. Basically. Yes. The the purge before it's, the purge. Right, happens. it's for sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, cool. anyways, um, there's yeah. This whole first opening sequence, he falls forever. Yeah, and it, it is really disorienting. You're, you're like, you're, but I love the fact that you're just thrown into this movie. Yeah, and it just it it moves. This movie moves really fast. It's an hour and forty some minutes, and it feels like a like an hour because it's it just moves one thing to the next to the next, and um. Adrian Brody, though, like I said, when he first falls through the trees, he lands and he has like that typical 
pose they do whenever you want to show the audience that someone died when they fell. Yeah. Like his knee is twisted. You know, anytime somebody falls off a building in order to really sell it, they, their knee has to be. Yeah. I can't even do it because I'm not double. Pretend this is my knee. It's fine. You're listening. You're not even. Shout out to the yeah. podcast listeners. Shout hey. out to the podcast. Hey, guys, let me do five minutes on my knee position for the podcast No, that was listeners. for those listening, Ben, we could see his yeah. knee. So he was telling you, imagine this is my knee. Now, Jesse, set up this first sound clip for me. Please stop doing that, because I remember vaguely. Sir, sure. Sir, sir. yes, call me sir. Sir. Well, I saw how you reacted to Steve earlier, and (laughs) it's gotten me in my head. Um, So there, uh, Adrian Brody has fallen, Mm -hmm. and he finds, uh, what is the woman's name? I'm sorry. Alice Braga. Alice Braga. Braga. Um, And they uh, realize that they're... Both, uh, neither of them really knows where they are, and then they're getting shot at by oh, a yeah, gun yeah. by the, in the middle guy. of the, by the Russian guy who's just like firing away a Gatling gun, just like full yeah. On. So he sneaks up behind so him. So he and, sneaks yeah. up behind him, and he says, "Clip number one." Please stop doing that. It's very polite. I'm surprised he didn't say so. <laughs> it's funny because my wife uh, loves to snap her chewing gum, mm-hmm. and we've been together. We've been dating and now married all together 12 years now and so it's getting to the point where certain things i don't i don't even ask politely and i ask politely but the way i say it now is a little more passive aggressive yeah and we were we were just driving down to long beach to the aquarium the other day and she kept snapping her gum and i just turned to her at a stoplight and i said please stop doing that she got creeped out a little bit yeah yeah well from what what i understand um Adrian Brody's original choice for this character mm-hmm. was uh, like a helium balloon. <laughs> so he went in and he was he was doing this, and it was like a little bit goofy. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole crew like was looking at the director. Like, what's what's this guy doing? Yeah. Did you even read him for this part? And Nimrod Antal, the director, yeah, said. And Nimrod went up to uh, Adrian and he goes, "Please stop doing that." And Adrian was like, I like the tenor of your voice. I love that his name's Nimrod. That's an awesome name. Strong name. I've been called that several times. And uh, when people called you that, you were like, please stop doing that. <laughs> Whoever thumbs downs our videos before yeah. you even watch them. <laughs> please stop doing that. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. We could go on with that for days. For 27 minutes and four uh, seconds. I was saying that like this would be the worst way to wake up ever because, you know, we all have those dreams where we're falling and we're like, huh! but right. imagine if you woke up like, huh, I was falling and you're like, oh, God, I'm really falling. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be, be tough. Way. That'd be tough. It'd be tough. You know, you know. But they all saw a white light. So there's some cool supernatural stuff in the beginning where they're, they're trying. I loved when they were trying to figure everything out where it's like there's a white light. We were all falling, and they're like, maybe we're in hell right now. Maybe this is it. Maybe we're all dead. There's like some Lost vibes going on. I yeah. say that even though I'd never watched Lost. Um, really? I know. I missed it. Somehow I missed the biggest cultural phenomenon of that huh. decade. Um, but so they, we establish all these characters. You really quickly get to know their archetype, and then they never deepen from there. So you got, like I said, yeah. Russian guy who's like, yeah, yes, I fought for KGB, I shoot Gatling gun, but I have heart of gold. He's the kind of Russian Trump would love. Russian <laughs> with heart of gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, I, heart of gold only because gold is the only color that Trump will build with. <laughs> so that's, that's why. Hey-oh! 
That is not, I just want to let you know, that was not political. That was architectural. It's a fact. It's architectural. So if you have Mm -hmm. problems with architectural humor, we suggest you look elsewhere. Um, Don't at me. (laughs) Don't at me. So then, so there's that guy. There's uh, Alice Braga, who I forget, she's, uh, she's, um, what country did she fight? They don't ever really say. Uh, I do not remember because it was the least distinct of all of the archetypes. Hers is the, her character is the only one who has any empathy for anybody else. Topher Grace is just kind of nerdy and like, I don't know what to do. I'm here. Why am I here? But Alice Braga's character, I feel like um, she actually, for being a killer or a soldier in whatever army it is, Mm. since all of it is very vague, she has the most heart of any of the characters. And I would argue she's the protagonist of the film. Sure. Because Adrian Brody, throughout the entire movie, sets people up to die in a trap, uh, leaves people behind constantly and just finally in the last 15 minutes decides to save the day, which at that point it's like, and he doesn't even, Alice Braga saves him. Right. You know? And he, yeah, he's already left them. <laughs> Multiple and, times. And yeah, and has to make the decision to circle back. Yeah. It's like, so, come on, you're yeah, the antagonist. It was, it was not part of his plan. The Predators, it's in their nature. Adrian Brody has the chance, I think his name is like Randall or something or Ro- Royce. I yeah, he tells us at the very end. Very end. Yeah, I but, almost sneezed. By the way, there there could be a sneeze at any moment. Oh, I just want oh, to throw that out there. Bless you. That Thank uh, you. stops me from sneezing. Thank people you. People say bless you. So, anyways, uh, the thing is, it didn't really bother me so much that I didn't know more about them because I don't really expect that out of this movie. What did bother me though was Adrian Brody's character mm-hmm. and Topher Grace's character throughout because I the other guys. It's fine if it is absurd that they all accept this right away. It is absurd that Adrian Brody somehow reads the situation when a Gatling gun is being fired at him and has the a level head enough from being such a seasoned mercenary sure. to sneak up behind the guy and politely say, Please don't. Your ass is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. I wish he said that to the Russian guy. Your ass is awesome. <laughs> So, but you know what I mean? It's absurd that he's able to read that situation and that he understands everything 10 steps before everybody else. And they all just go, we're all seasoned killers, but we're going to follow this nerdy dude yeah, who's at, talking tough. You know, the reason the reason that they don't care about developing any of those characters is they're all clearly going to die. There's like yeah. it's, it's just like Adrian Brody's the main guy, so yeah. he's not going to die. There's one woman. She's not going to die. And there's a funny guy. They need to have him. He's not going to die. Which, funny. You, uh, right. I am the inten- older. It was, he was intended to he be funny. He was intended to be funny. He was yeah. the intended comic relief. Yeah. Everybody else is the same. Yeah. And just like, but from different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have no POV uh, as to what's going on except... This is weird, but I'm following Adrian Brody. Right. That's everybody's POV. We got to stick together. I would love to have had a little bit more layers to, like, disagreements or, like, I don't know, man, this seems crazy, instead of just blindly following this guy. Yeah. And Danny Trejo, this is a Robert Rodriguez production, Machete's in this movie. Yeah. And they kill him off first. First. And then Mahershala Ali, second. Yeah. Wrong move, Nimrod. Yeah. You're well, living up to your name. I have I have a sneaking suspicion that Danny Trejo has it in his contract. He's only allowed to work for four days on any movie. He just shows up very quickly, except for Machete. He's the only one. <laughs> but everything awesome. else, Danny Trejo just shows up yep. for like a split second. Yeah. Just and it cameo. just like kicks ass, and then he's I gone. I love Danny Trejo. Yeah. So, um, so we, we already talked about the weirdness of the Yakuza guy taking his shoes off. Yeah. 
Uh, he has literally no development except that his fingers were chopped off. And Which, he, again, development yeah. in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> and um, uh, Walton Goggins, weirdly enough, has some comedic relief, but then the second he's done having comedic relief, he says the world's creepiest thing ever. So he's like, it's almost like Steve Buscemi's character in Con Air, yeah. where like he's the most awful human being on the planet but clearly the filmmakers are trying to make you like him somehow. Maybe. Even, even though he's constantly saying the world's grossest things. I didn't pull it, but there was that yep. where he, him and yep. Topher Grace are sitting on the bench and he's like, man, when I get home, I'm going to do a bunch of cocaine and I'm going to rape a bunch of women. And he's like, what time is it? Oh, it's rape and woman time. And it's like, what? Yeah. How did this get cleared? Yeah. How did this line get, what? Like, even as a... Ha ha, this guy's crazy line. That's not a ha ha, this guy's crazy line. That And it's said so casually, and yet again, Topher Grace, we should have known he was a serial killer because his reactions to Rapey McGee and finger-cut-off Yakuza Man yeah. is just... <laughs> I think he rolls his eyes at the Rapey comment. Like, I think he, like, he, like, fake joins in and then gets up and moves, <laughs> and whoever he sits next to is like, I would stay away from him. And he goes, yep, uh-huh. Yep, uh-huh. That's as casually... No, that's not how you react to that. Yeah. I wish it would have just stopped at, I'm going to do a whole bunch of cocaine, and even just say F a lot of women. Don't don't add the... You could even, you could do, choose any other violent crime, yeah. and you're fine. There's a reason why The Purge focuses mainly on murder. Yeah. It's not a whole bunch of people going around assaulting people. Nobody thinks that's... Nobody thinks that's okay. Yeah. At all. You could have just said... Not that anybody thinks murder's okay. But you know, yeah, but that's you know what I mean. That's more like that's the the end of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they took it to the end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like they don't. Yeah, <laughs> seems like how long are you like, going to go? You guys on are on sound clip one. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so but so it's, it's, Goggins, too, it's too specific in the middle of the spectrum yeah. for it to be yeah. funny in yeah. any way. But this is this sound clip that Steve already played is yeah. one of Walton Goggins' funnier clips where he's just staring at Alice Braga's ass. Which, mind you, she's in military fatigues. And Alice Braga is a beautiful woman, but this is not like a form-fitting outfit. And his reaction is amazing. Your ass is awesome. And I think she just reacts like everybody else, like, ugh, this guy. Yeah, because it's the moment where you catch him doing it, and no- most normal people would just be like, <clears throat> and like put their head down, or be like, hey. <laughs> but he just like leans into it even more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god, we'll leave that one alone since we already did a dissertation on uh, his rapey nature. Um, so uh, nobody says a word to the the yakuza guy at all when he's introduced. Nope. Nobody says anything to him. Um, and then <laughs> when they keep, this is an example of when they keep asking Adrian Brody his name. They're like, as Alice Braga goes, "You got a name?" And he goes, "Doesn't everybody?" <laughs> it's like, why did you just say? Yeah. Is your first name going to ruin your mystique? Yeah. Do Will you, people stop following? Is your first name like Roy? Yeah. Or, or uh, Duncan? And they're going to be like, ooh. ooh, we're not following Duncan. That's too regal. No authority. Over no authority. Me. The only authority you have is over a history classroom, Duncan. Yeah. Is he worried, though? Did he bring like a fake ID? <laughs> And he's like, uh, like he, he couldn't carried, come up with he the name. Carries it in yeah. case he just gets dropped out of space. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving on because we have not gotten. Oh, so they dodge the most elaborate crazy trap. It's like mouse trap on steroids. Yes. There's falling spikes, hundreds of them. Where they're falling from, who knows? Yeah. Uh, there's pits. This guy 
really likes spikes, this dead guy. So yeah. maybe, maybe he should have varied his killing technique. Well, I would also like to point out that he set all these traps that apparently haven't been triggered. <laughs> so he he set hundreds of spike traps <laughs> and something just came around them and, and nothing killed since then. Him. yeah <laughs> since his body is like super corroded and like what you know it's rotting yeah and it's been there forever and i think they say like two weeks or so yeah or something like topher grace tells us topher, they do a great job of sprinkling topher grace in with like doctor i'm stuff. a doctor I, let's just play your doctor last club, number 12 another inch it would hit my tibial artery I guess this is my lucky day. <laughs> nobody, nobody talks like nobody that. Nobody talks like that. Not Sorry. even doctors. There's pits with spikes. I just said more spikes. Uh, yeah, it was two, it was two weeks. And and Adrian Brody knows he was hunting something big because the the lever thing or whatever the pulley system. Yeah, who cares? But uh, then the predator dog scene happens, yes. and that's awesome. That these hounds that come in. Uh, they just all <laughs> there's this amazing shot of all of them just unloading and again this is where I can't take Adrian Brody seriously because even though he's jacked in this movie he's holding this huge gun and it looks like he's just going like oh god it's a big gun it's like he's flinching a ton during it yeah this was not that I wouldn't I totally would I was worried in the moment for them because I was like you got, so I get you're in danger but like conserve ammo yeah <laughs> you don't have unlimited ammo and, the, and they're all aiming forward and clearly it's coming this way like you, and Russian dude is just going ah! and I guess it explodes one of the dogs I don't know they're not really hitting a bunch of them one explodes for some <laughs> reason and the rest take multiple shots and don't go down yeah these are the best yeah. apparently the best human predators yeah. on earth and there's alien dogs that they cannot take down. And it takes them 150% Almost. of their ammo. I'm not sure where they got more ammo. It's so incredible. But they unload. Yeah. It's so incredible. Um, and, and then they're like, then I love it when the, after they've unloaded everything, they're like, we got to conserve ammo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the next sound clip? Uh, how do uh, we get number, out? Number three. Sure. Let's hear it. It doesn't matter what happened. Why? It doesn't matter what happened. Why? We're here. And the question is, how do we get out? I think that's what the I think that was the pitch in the writers room. Yeah. Hey, these characters doesn't matter what happened or how it happened or why, but now they got to get out. And and but they don't. But they don't. <laughs> and then so after um then they go to the camp Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where they find the Predator tied up. And it has this. And I love that they stuck with practical effects for the old Predator. It looked like the newer one was a little CG when his face opened. There were a couple of moments in this movie where I was like, that doesn't the, age the, that great. The hounds were kind of... The CG was pretty good. The, like, fire in, the, in Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that was explosions tough. Explosions looked tough. like I made them an iMovie. Right. With action movie FX app. Remember that? Yeah, where, yeah. You, where you could be like, walking down the street, and a helicopter hits. Anyways, um... <laughs> If you don't know what Action Movie FX app is, then you are not in your mid-30s. Uh, anyways. That's how you know. That's how you know. Uh, so after they go to the Predator camp, Mahershala Ali gets triggered. There's this trap that triggers, and spikes just shove through them. Yeah. They all get attacked. They run off, and then their their next plan is to... Um, and then I think this is where Adrian Brody says... We're going to need a new plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe instead of just going to the camp of the things that are hunting you. Yeah, it's best. You should know this as a mercenary. It's best to have a plan B at all times. It's like when we watch Expendables, though, where their plan was just like run in and just blow stuff up. And it's like, what? Yeah, really? Like tango and cash. What? Maybe diagram something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Maybe do some reconnaissance just first. Just figure it out. Talk it out with your fellow soldiers. <laughs> just, just walking up. What do you guys think? So, what's uh, what's looking good, boss? Let's, Let's I think, hear it. I think that's all it is. Looking good, day, boss. Oh, that's right before Mahershala Ali dies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's such a cool... I wanted his character in this so much more. Yeah. And he just gets sacrificed because Adrian Brody's kind of a dick in this movie. Well. So, anyways, they escape, and their new plan is to sit and and look like they're digging in for the night. Yep. So then they can shoot back. I don't know. They're pl- Adrian Brody's plays real fast and loose with plans in this, and it always seems like... I'm going to sacrifice as many of my team so I can then kill this thing well, and be alive. Yeah, and it's also, he does a lot of, like, I know what they're going to do. And it's like, dude, they're they're alien creatures and you're and on their planet. they've been evolving for hundreds of years. So how could you possibly know what he they're going to do? He, but this is, uh, this is a little bit of an explanation yes. of what's going on, number six. This planet is a game preserve. <laughs> mm. Where's the game? Oh, I didn't know that. In case you didn't notice, we just got flushed out. Oh, oh. is that what happened? They sent the dogs in, just like you would if you were stalking boar. Oh, stalk boar. They what? split us apart. When is a mercenary stalk boar? Testing us. How do you know this? Because. That's what I would do. That's what I would do when I hunt boar when and he, quail. <laughs> and I do. What if it turned out he's not even a mercenary? Yeah. He's just a quail hunter? He's just a hunter. <laughs> and not even a hunter. He, he just played a whole lot of duck hunt. Yeah. And he just tried to shoot that dog every time and That's he couldn't. Good. And, so now, and he laughed at him. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is so this is right after. So that was before um, Mahershala Ali dies. This is after he dies. When they're all mad at him, when they're all mad at uh, Adrian Brody for allowing one of their own to get killed, even though none of them really have any emotional attachment, I think they just are trying to save their own ass. I think so. And this is Adrian Brody's uh, justification. And and so, but I also want you to listen to this. I named this sound clip <laughs> "Fat Shaming Predators" because that's what he's doing here. Go ahead. No, we found out that there's more than one of them. That they use projectile and energy-based weapons. That they have some sort of cloaking device. That they're bigger than us. Stronger, but also heavier. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing. Also heavier. Like, that's rude, man. You all look lovely. Like, <laughs> I can tell you all have very low body fat index. They are huge, fatty, fatty predators. Like, why would you, why would you say that? <laughs> sad. They are so fatty predators. They're losers and haters, uh, and they're sad. Like the rest of it is great for t- you know tactical reasons, and then he just like drops the. Yeah. And they're also heavy. Yeah, they're 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 fatties, super fatties. <laughs> they need to go on a diet. Anyways, now so get some cardio in. Not predators. to just jump to the next clip, but the um, this is when Adrian uh, Brody and Alice Braga have like a little one on one, and you start to get a little bit more character development. Maybe, maybe. You know what the difference between you and me is? We both do the same thing. <laughs> you cut off I that cut clip. It, I cut it off because I thought because he took such a long pause after <laughs> saying that. that when I do it for a con- I, you do it for a country, so you yeah you say you think you, you oh you do it for a cut co- you do it for a country, so you can say you don't enjoy it. I think yeah. is what he says. Yeah, it's better though that way. Can we play it again? You know what the difference between you and me is? We both do the same thing. Here's what my wife says about us. She's uh-huh. always like, 
Uh, I'll say it as if it's coming from me, though. So she says this. You know what the difference between you and me is? We both do the same thing. But Jesse's funnier. <laughs> so my wife, my wife always is like, Jesse's the funny one on your show. I'm like, thanks, honey. Oh, boy. Thanks, honey. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> I'm the loud one, she says, uh, in, in the ship. Anyways, that's weird. Uh, no one was thinking that. So uh, then uh, they they go to uh, – this is when they think another predator's here. They have some great predator moments, which when you watch the first one, you they have like the whispering in the human voices because it's able to record and kind of mimic the voices. I, I wanted more it's of that. Super, yeah, I, the first one does a ton of that. Okay. It's super creepy. Yeah, because it's like awesome. they did it with Danny Trejo. Yeah. And then I, oh, oh, we didn't even say that, how Danny Trejo, they think he's – uh, wounded, and it turns out he's dead, and Predator's mimicking him. Yeah. Help and, me. And they also have, like, you hear them learning how to talk like Adrian Brody, yeah. and they never, ever pretend to be Adrian Brody. And I was like, th- that should have been the end, where yeah. they, like, are pretending he's, like, behind a tree and, like, beckoning people over. Yeah. It, they do a ton, a lot more in the first Predator. Yeah. And maybe they were worried about hitting the gas on it with this one. I don't know. But yeah. it's, that's one of my, it, it, like, genuinely gave me chills at points when, especially when it's like, over here. You know, and they, 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 yeah. that was a direct quote. <laughs> they were learning. <laughs> so Lawrence Fishburne shows up. You think it's a predator. He's got a gun aimed at uh, Adrian Brody, and he takes it off, and it's Lawrence Fishburne. And he has a great pseudo cameo in there. It's, it's sure. an ex- extended cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays a guy who survived. And uh, this is actually how they intro him. Can you play number nine? I'm the one that got away. That's what I say about this girl I dated in college before I met my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, up until I met Renee, uh, you know, anytime I would think of her, she she shall remain nameless in case she listens to this. And again, it's weird, but uh, we dated freshman year, and I always I always remembered her fondly. And I often would just look at pictures on Facebook and go, "I'm the one that got away," because I thought I was the one that got away from her. <laughs> I guess um. <laughs> I realized the phrasing of that was really egomaniacal. Like, hey. Just so you know, girl, hey. I'm the one that got away. Every, everyone I've ever dated feels this way about me. Um, Wait, actually, I should say it was one of my more um, uh, relationships that wasn't so much fun. Is That's the one I got away. Got, I was like, yeah, you, yeah you are not fun. Gotcha. I got away. I, so from what I understand, like in the... The very Some of the very first colonists, mm-hmm. when they were like building roads... Mm-hmm. Um, they were like handing out who got which road and uh, and they a bunch of them were at a bar one night and one of them was like I'm the one that got a street and the other guy goes I'm the one that got a place the other guy goes I'm the one that got a boulevard and then the fourth one was like I'm the one that got away and it was a one way it was one way He's pretty psyched about it, though. Damn it! See, that's why you always win, because mine are two on the nose and yours are more abstract. This is very competitive. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not angry. (laughs) I'm just tough. And I like to play duck hunt. Listen, Ben, the difference between you and me is... We're the same. We're the same. (laughs) We do the same thing. You're just funnier. So uh, then they go... Lawrence Fishburne has this awesome sequence where he's explaining everything that they've been hunting and evolving and bringing in prey. They drop them off in these these containers and they hunt other species and you're like sweet i want to see more species you see one yeah. and then they kill that one pretty fast um but anyways then uh 
he ends up like all fall asleep and you think everything's cool and then there's a fire and you think it's the predators but it's Lawrence Fishburne and he's talking to his imaginary friend being like I can't feed six people we can barely feed ourselves so I guess he's just gonna suffocate him and Adrian Brody's big plan is to shoot a giant uh, loud noise which why by the way if they were all asleep why didn't he take their guns yeah you know he leaves all their weapons with them yeah so Adrian Brody blows a hole in the side but it's not big enough to get out and they're like he they're like wait we can't escape and he's like that wasn't to escape we're calling in the cavalry and i'm like wait why why would you want to call in the predators yeah you wouldn't how would how would you know that they're so now they're all fishing a barrel in this one room they can't get out of and the predator busts open the door enough so they can crawl out just enough and then just toys with them kind of yeah and blasts they do the uh the cannon and blasts uh, Lawrence Fishburne to bits. He just explodes. He it's, was like one of the alien dogs. Awesome. Yeah. Then they chase uh, the predator. Really doesn't bother killing Topher Grace, even though it's right in front of him. It's a great sequence where Topher Grace is lighting the flare and throwing it. And I feel like the only reason they didn't kill him was to have some kind of half-ass twist at the end. But he should have been burnt, been full-on murdered in that scene because oh, it without a question because it was such a spooky sequence. Where he's throwing the flare, and then the predator shows up, and it has the camouflage, so it's invisible, but the light's hitting it. And when it doesn't kill him, you're like, well, that kind of takes away the scariness of the predator, because why is it doing this? And they just... Plus, Topher Grace gets lost super easy. He turns around for a second, they clearly go right, and then he's like, guys! Yeah. Guys! Well, and then also, somehow, they end up on just on the other side of the wall from him. Like, they walk... Parallel. And, yeah. And they're gone. <laughs> and then they sense. come back, and they're right there on the other side of the wall. <laughs> it's very weird construction of yeah. this book. But, so, okay... Oh, wait, we forgot the Walton Goggins line that you recorded. Yes. Set that up, please. Oh, oh so... Yeah. Uh, so, the... Uh, I forget who... is the Russian, Russian guy. Showing who's his, showing, showing people a picture which, of his which kids. Which is a dead giveaway. He's going to get murdered Yep, next. he's about to oh, die. you're showing us your kids. And then Walton Goggins has... Pulls up his shirt and shows a tattoo that he has... Of a topless woman. Of a topless huge, woman. Huge breast. Yep. And this is what he says. This is, uh... uh Candy Lee. Candy Lee. Yep. Tits like howitzers. <laughs> like howitzers. <laughs> Is that your girlfriend? That's my sister. See why? I also love that Topher Grace like hedged it a little bit because he could have just been like, "That your wife?" Yeah. But no, there's no way he's married, no way. right? So no he's way. like, "Eh, Mom, was that your girlfriend?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, it was an unnecessary detail. It's already weird enough that he is a topless woman. Yeah, yeah it's oh God. It's here's so here's the one thing that I wanted to say about the, every single tactic they have after they see the first predator. Um, because, uh, the woman goes, yeah, I recognize this predator from like stories that I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way the one guy survived was by rubbing mud all over his body. And that's Arnold in the first movie. Yep. And then so this ties into the first movie a decent amount, but then they, they immediately proceed to not at all rub mud Just on their that. body. Just do that immediately. None of them did it Just do that. until the end when Adrian Brody, and like only he does very it. awkwardly is shirtless and muddy. Like, why'd you have to? Hey, we'll get to that. We, they can still see your legs, yeah, bro. Yeah. So let, let's play. This is when Alice Braga realizes why they're all there. Can we play clip number 11? You said we were chosen. I asked for what? I should have asked why. It's because we are predators. Yes. Just like them. We're the monsters 
of her own world. Which is awesome. Yeah. If we got really any indication that anyone other than Walton Goggins was a monster. Right. Because <laughs> he clearly is a monster. But they also play him up like, I'm the goofy monster. Everything I say is like, what's up with that, man? Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. It's a weird choice. No internal strife. No. So, uh, um, first off, you get uh, the Russian guys unloading on. He, he gets he gets stabbed and lifted up, mm-hmm. but then he reveals a, a grenade vest, blows up the one predator. Then Walton Goggins, um, they stab one of the predators, and then he gets knocked. Oh, he gets blasted down. You think he's dead. Predator's approaching. He starts stabbing him on the neck and somehow has a, a like, hey, you guys run. I got this. Yeah. Like, Why? You don't care about anyone. Why don't you just play dead? Yeah. And then he gets his spine ripped out the back and his skull comes out. And it's, it's awesome. Pretty sweet. Man. It's awesome. Then, oh, my God, one minute and a half left. Okay, here goes. Uh, the Yakuza guy samurai fights another predator in the field, and it's beautifully shot. And they die like in an Akira Kurosawa way, where they both gut each other and then fall down dead. And it's awesome. And for some reason, this like alien predator has decided that like the rules of war are such that I can't just laser you down. <laughs> like why? Because why? they have they have a clear. They I don't think, have a code. But I think that's also why they didn't kill Topher Grace, because he was unarmed, and that's boring to them. I think they want... So then let's All get right. to Topher All Grace's right. yeah. twist. Turns out he's a serial killer. He slashes uh, Alice Braga with some of the neurotoxin that he found there on the planet, and he's given this stupid, creepy monologue where he's, his way of showing he's a killer is by looking like he's stoned. <laughs> he's groggy. Uh, and then uh, Adrian Brody comes back, stabs him in the chin. He's bleeding out. Leaves him over to die. You think he's there to die. He has a chest full of grenades. Blows up the predator, sort of. They free the uh, other predator. That guy fights. The old predator fights the new breed. And then he, the new breed decapitates the old predator. Adrian Brody comes out. And he's like, the fire in the mud. And he's just hacking. He just keeps running up and like basically bitch slapping him with an axe. Yeah. But not really doing much damage. And then finally, uh, he's about to be killed. Alice Braga shoots the predator, and then Adrian Brody hacks away at him until he decapitates him. A bunch of green blood comes out, and it's awesome. You just got to see the third act of this movie because it's rad. Yes. It's super rad. It's not even, we don't even need to talk about it. Just watch it. I laughed out loud when Adrian Brody came out with shirtless with mud on. <laughs> I was by myself, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then more parachutes are dropping down with new things to hunt and you're and they're like we got to get off this planet and she's apparently fine yeah come on i wanted to i want a sequel to this one yeah let's see what the new movie so anyways that's all the time we have for today we're we're, we're short on time right now but uh let us know what you thought of predators what's your favorite predator sequel because clearly the first one is the best but what's your favorite sequel are you gonna watch the new one no spoilers because i don't know when i'm gonna get to see it i'm hoping i'm seeing it this weekend i'll definitely let you know a spoiler three uh spoiler free three spoiler free thoughts Listen, how about sir. that yeah maybe yeah i'll let you know what i think about it and i won't spoil it for you and uh shout out to shout us out some uh, halloween suggestions for october yeah we want to be doing that we're we keeping track get that lined up robocop yep. 2 is going to be on the list very soon as well jesse until next time where can they find you, you can find me on twitter and instagram at too much jesse and for sketch at the prom losers you can find me at the ben begley on twitter and instagram and also our film i can finally announce there's one inside the house it's premiering the west coast premieres at shriek fest october 6th at noon so if you're in la and you want to come see our short it's pretty badass and awesome amanda wiss from nightmare on elm street's in it so uh come check it out or tweet at me for more details until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.